This is Seattle Sports Diaries Podcast. Now, here is your host, Mike, and the rest of the SSD gang. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand spanking new episode of Seattle Sports Diaries. I am your host, Mike, and as you can tell, I am with my good friend, Matt, and also loving the shirt, brother. Thank you. Loving <laughs> the shirt. It just came in today, and it says it's going to be here Saturday. I'm like, no, I want it for the podcast, and showed up early, so. Damn. That, Love that's wins. actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is, that's perfect timing. It is. I just checked the mail like 15 minutes ago and it was in there. I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a good weekend. It is going to be a good weekend. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. It has been a good week for the Mariners. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we were saying this team loves to build up the hype and then slowly kill us. Mm-hmm. But it's not, not that's not the, that's not the case right now. That's not nope. the case. The Mariners are now all of a sudden back at 500 with and, a win last night against the Blue Jays. And when when were they last time they were 500? What was it when they were 12 and 12 on May 3rd? I think so. That's ridiculous <laughs> that we finally climbed our way back up um, going what 13 and five the last 18 games. We were eight games under at that point. Uh Dude, we're doing it. We're 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 making it happen. I know we play a little lower tier teams, but the way we handled uh, Toronto last night, and I know we got a long series ahead of us, but man, it's looking good, and I'm excited. We were around this area last year, I think record wise. So um, it's good things are coming, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, here's the thing. Look, are the Mariners going to make the playoffs? We don't know, but. You know, the, the the thing about it is, is that the Mariners are coming off a two-game sweep of a very good San Diego Padres team, and that was very impressive at one point. And now they're uh, in game two of a four-game series against a very good Toronto Blue Jays team, which last night they handled 8-3. to three. Mm-hmm. And... It came on the strength of Eugenio Suarez just absolutely dominating last night. Suarez is making some mistakes, but he somehow manages to bounce back and he makes up for those mistakes in a big way. Uh, a two-run double uh, and then a big home run. And then, of course, Cal Raleigh is now above the Mendoza line. I love him. We can celebrate <laughs> that. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Cal. He's not in the lineup tonight, which I was disappointed to see, but that's that's all right. He gets a day off. <laughs> but uh, Sam Haggerty is in the lineup. Sam's and in there. I do like we, Domo. <laughs> can we please give another shout out to Sam Haggerty, who had a four hit game? I'm actually right about this one. Final game of the Padres game has a goes four for four. <laughs> Did again? I didn't get to watch that game. It's been a busy, busy work it's, week. That's my first game I missed was actually that game. So it's amazing. You know, um, Sam Haggerty seems to. Every time he plays, 
Every time he gets a chance to play, he does something a little bit more impressive every time. Um, and not to mention, you know, Sam Haggerty had a nice line drive home run in that four hit game against the Padres. And, you know, and it was it was basically the game of Sam Haggerty. He makes a really good catches out in the outfield and he gets four goes four for four. I mean, that's just damn impressive. I mean, you know, we we said it a couple weeks ago and we said it last week on the podcast, you know. Adam Frazier's not going to be on this team next year. No. So I'm all for if the Mariners want to move Sam Haggerty into the lineup completely and just make him the starting second baseman. Yeah, no, I, I see that happening completely, especially because he's performing. I mean, when he's up there and he's actually getting the lineup. I think he was, what, was he three for four or four for four against the Padres? Four for four. Four for four? I mean, that's just, yeah, you got to keep a guy like that in and not a guy that goes one for four or oh for five with a couple of Ks. Like, we can't we can't have that. And if he does end up leading off or even in the bottom of the lineup, even though the bottom of the lineup did win us a couple of games there with Dylan Moore and uh, Toro. But hey, man. I like Dylan Moore a lot. I, I really wish he was in the lineup a little bit more, too. I, I know that was, it wasn't a home run, but it, it helped prevail us <laughs> over. It was like that Jose Canseco bounce off. Oh, head my God. Glove, but. That's just unbelievable. Um, and uh, we need to we need to go ahead and uh, real quickly. I need to ask you, uh, what brand is that T-shirt, by the way? Is that a 47 brand? Dude, I have no idea. I think it was custom made by someone on Etsy or some shit. It's probably not even the real one that they wore. <laughs> it's one of those knockoff ones, but eh, good enough. I mean, I need I need to get me one. I gotta get me one of those. Someone sent me the link on Twitter last week. I'll I'll send it to you. All right, all right, good. But I mean, you know, getting back to the marriage, you know. Also, we need to talk about this. Was a big thing that we wanted to talk about in this one is uh, the All Star game vote or the All Star voting is in. The starters are in. Uh, Ty France is not a starter. No surprise there. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm honestly not surprised to not see Ty France be the starter for the American League because is is Ty France a better hitter than Vladimir Guerrero Jr.? Yeah, he's he's definitely a better hitter than Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Does he have the power numbers to back it up? Not really. Does he have the RBIs to back it up? Not really. But you know, this is really all a popularity contest. The, the All Star well, Game has been. Ty France doesn't have an entire country voting for him. I mean, all of Canada is going to vote for their players. So it's just, it is what it is. I mean, he's not a household yeah. name like Vlad is. And he will get there. Um, just one of those things. But he, he will be in the All-Star game. So it, it's all right. He's not a starter. Well, maybe next year. Uh, we have plenty of Mariners that will be in the, in the future. So something I'm not too concerned about, especially because the all-star game is in Seattle next year. So all these names will be talked about a lot more, especially in the off season leading up to next season. Yeah. I mean, you know, so, and speaking of, and speaking of that, you know, uh, I was looking it up and I think Shohei Otani is going to be a free agent. I think, is it this year or next year? I think it's next year. Is he already really? going to be a free agent? I don't know. I think he might be a free agent. <laughs> Hang on a sec. That would be so. Wild. You could even resign with them with the Angels. Okay, so he is going to be a free agent next year. He's going to be a free agent next year. Um, you know, we uh, uh, posted on the social uh, or on the Twitter account today about uh, there is a so of the playoff droughts. There was a I, I saw an interesting little tidbit of playoff droughts today, and 
I think you'll find this very interesting. But so right now, the Mariners, of course, as you know, <laughs> we're owning up to the longest uh, playoff drought in baseball history and, and basically, you know, sports history. Mm-hmm. Um, right behind them is the Philadelphia Phillies, who are 10 straight year are now a full decade into that drought. Um we can we can attest to that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, we can definitely attest. To, we can definitely attest to that one. Um, and then, of course, right behind them is the Los Angeles. Uh, the hell with it. The Angels, the Anaheim Angels, Anaheim, and- Los Angeles Angels of California, whatever. <laughs> Pick a name, guys. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, well, I, I, I saw your I tweet, bring- and, I, and I agree with what you said about them being the next to 20 years probably because well angels well of course of course athletics rants he's got to rip us a new one and he goes (laughs) he's just like at uh angels twitter (laughs) but um the thing about it is that look you know we can talk we can talk smack all we want but i mean we're looking at playoff droughts i mean really you know I, i i was thinking i was thinking about this you know the Angels could probably be the next team to actually hit 20 because you have two of the best players in baseball right now and Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. Mike Trout's getting pissed. Mm-hmm. Mike Trout is getting pissed off. Um, and Shohei Otani, you know, it's uh, most of the time he pitches, he's going to get Felixed because not, you know, you're not going to see a lot of runs scored with him. But I mean, usually one run is enough for Shohei Otani, and it usually it was run, it, uh, one run was good enough for uh, Vintage Felix. But I don't know. I feel like that, like the Angels, they're going to be on the verge of if they're not in World Series contention come twenty twenty five, then I got a feeling that uh, Shohei Otani is going to walk. He's leaving. I got a feeling he will leave. Uh, I feel like that's or no, too no, much no, time. not 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 twenty, not twenty twenty five, uh, twenty twenty four. Excuse me, mm. but you know, you uh, the Angels went out and signed Rendon, which was, in my opinion, a good signing. But the guy's been made out of glass. They went out and got pitching. He's out which for is the good. year, right? He's Rendon? out for the year. Okay, he's out for the year. Um, but was it the draft last year that they <laughs> that the Angels drafted thirty one pitchers? Drafted thirty one. I have no idea. Every round, every up. round that they did, every round that they that they drafted, they drafted a pitcher. And here's the thing: look, you know, are the Mariners the smartest organization that's being ran? No. I'll 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 <laughs> I will gladly, well, not gladly, but I will admit it mm-hmm. that the Mariners aren't the smartest organization in the world. But we all know, we all know that when you go into a draft, you have to draft for the future. Mm-hmm. Even though that the Angels needed pitching, that's not the smart way to go. You that's don't draft thirty-one fucking pitchers <laughs> no. because Unless you're because... absolutely planning on moving and moving and moving and moving and trying to <laughs> gather all the pieces. But I think with Trout and Otani, you don't have that much time to to develop. You you gotta it's it's win now mode if you want to keep Trout. Um, well, the the thing that I th- I think the thing with the Angels is is they have a window of one year. Hmm. and uh you know uh, allergies are getting to me man these dust allergies i swear but um no i think the angels have uh 
a limited space of one year to two years because they, you know, if let's say next year when Shohei Otani and, and the Angels are back fully healthy and they're able to compete and they're able to get into the playoffs, well, what's going to happen when they do get into the playoffs? Where are they going to land in the playoffs? Where are they going to end up, you know, getting kicked out of or are they going to win the whole thing? Um, really, I, if I'm looking at the Angels, I'm saying that they can get to the ALCS. I can I could easily see the, the Angels getting to the ALCS, but, you know, I feel like that the Mariners are a lot closer to possibly making um, possibly making a World Series rather uh, more closely than the than the Angels are. I just think it would be impossible for the Angels to keep up in the West if the Mariners are continuing what they're doing. I mean, I know they haven't been great all season, but we know what this team is capable of. We've seen it the past couple of weeks. Like they're they're going to be a dominant team, especially in the future. And the Astros aren't going anywhere. The Astros are going to continuously get better, I think. Um, I, I Obviously, yeah. they're going to lose Ver, Verlander either next year or in a couple of years because of his age, but they're, they're going to find someone else to step up. They always do. And then you got to battle with the guys out east, and there's going to be an odd man out, and I think it's going to be the Angels. I mean, they don't. I don't think they have the exact roster to, to make it past the AL West and then the wildcard teams that are going to come out of the east. So I, I, that's where I am on it. I, I think 2024 is probably the good cutoff for, for Trout to, to bounce, but that's as far as I would take it if I was him, if they're not getting any better. And and the thing about that is, um, you know, with Mike Trout, again, because Mike Trout is getting angry. He's getting flustered with this organization. He's getting flustered that, you know, they're not seeing the results that they want to see. I know we're supposed to be talking about the Mariners. We're going to be getting to the Mariners, but I did want to bring this up. Because, you know, the rivalry has officially began with that brawl. Yep. And not only that, but the Mariners are eight and two. Yep. Since and that they're brawl. what? Three and seven since then? The Angels are? Three and so. seven. Three, I think three and six, actually. Three and six. And I Sorry about that, guys. I, I got like a bunch of dust in here. So I, got, I, need, a, I need to do some dusting in here. But for some um, summer cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, I think that if the angels are not within world series contention by next year and and, the, and i you know it's going to be weird if it happens but i'm seeing mike trout getting traded he wants it because i got a feeling he's going to want out of lot of anaheim because you know you got to credit mike trout mm-hmm. you know because look is he the best player in baseball he is absolutely the best yep. player in baseball there's no doubt it I, mariner fans can say he's a whiny bitch he complains he's soft i don't give a shit but you cannot deny that mike trout is the best fucking player in this entire league yeah, he's, um, got he's got yeah, it all yeah he's got it all he's got power he can hit anywhere he's he's <clears> just one of the once in a generation players that i hope doesn't waste his career somewhere i it, I, I don't want to <laughs> flip sports here but damian lillard just comes to mind for me yeah you're loyal but how far is that loyalty going to take you? I mean, you made the playoffs, what, eight years in a row, but it's led to nothing else. So, I mean, and then Lillard signs an extension today. It's like, damn, dude, like that's so freaking loyal of you. 60 dude. fucking million dollars to play basketball. Good God. <laughs> contracts are getting insane. They really are. They, they right. are getting absolutely insane. I need to take my hat off because it is actually getting warm in this room. Oh, yeah, but... my AC shut down, so it's brutal in here, so... <laughs> Start but, seeing no, those stains I mean, come in. 
here's the thing about uh, this is another reason why I wanted to talk about the Angels because it also relates to the Mariners is because you know with Shohei Otani possibly being a free because I I got a feeling that Shohei Otani after next season is going to be a free agent. Depending on where the Mariners are, Shohei Otani could be wearing Northwest Green uh, by 2024, and you know right now he he's you know he's 28 years old right now. He's 28 years old right now, and it it's ridiculous. Well, I mean, it's ridiculous DH, that though, man he could go all the way to Dodgers. <laughs> Just take a little trip down to the Dodgers and he would fit right in there too. And they would spend the money to get him. That's the only I mean, bidding and, war and, we and have. The, but the problem is, is that how are you going to be able to afford Shohei Otani, Anthony Rendon, and Mike Trout? You, you cannot afford all three of them. Because I get That's it. Th- there is no salary cap in baseball. But you there is a limit. There is a thing called a luxury tax. And I don't think the Angels are going to want to pay that luxury tax. How much are they paying this year? I, something ridiculous I read. I have no clue. If they don't win a World Series this year, especially what happened last year, like what are you what are you doing? <laughs> it's time to sell the team off and you know help the other guys out like us. I think I think it would be time to uh to sell the team off because again, you know, you want to you want to put you want to put that team into a good position and right now they're not in a good position to win. But I mean, getting back to the Mariners though, I mean again, you if Shohei Otani does walk and he somehow and the Mariners somehow find a chance to sign Shohei Otani, I say you take it. I say you throw the money at him, but it's going to be a lot of money. It's going to be a lot of money, but I mean, but the the question is, is that think about this when Shohei Otani is a free agent, he's going to be 29 years old. So you're going to basically be signing a 30 year old uh, designated hitter slash pitcher. So the question is, is that how many years are you willing to give him? And we gave Cano a huge contract, didn't we? That put him until he was like 42. Yeah, the, the, that was a bad move. That was a bad move by the Mariners on that one. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking back and I'm just saying, yeah, that was not a good move to give Robbie that many years. But so the question is, is that can Shohei Otani land with the Mariners? Maybe. But I'm not going to lie. I have a feeling that Shohei Otani may take his talents over to the other end of Los Angeles and become a Dodger. Yeah. Or I I've said this before, maybe he goes to New York, but that short portion right field, he's going to hit 60 home runs a year. <laughs> Dude, go to Boston. <laughs> Come down to Miami. That's just, I mean, I, I, I'd love to watch him every day. Jeez. He was just here Definitely. and I missed it. Was just here for a two game series. And I didn't, I, would, I was in the middle of the work week, so I couldn't go, but. Yeah, maybe next time when they is it next year when we start playing everybody? Yes. Cool. Which that's going to be really fun because um, next year we'll take I'll take the Seattle Sports Diaries down to Oakland, so we'll go watch uh, the Oakland Athletics play there at the uh, Oakland Coliseum, that poopy stadium, <laughs> terrible stadium. Future well, Portland I mean, days. I think uh, Oakland is getting a new stadium, from what I heard. I think they're getting a brand new stadium now. I feel like we've been hearing that for years and nothing has happened. And they keep saying, well, let's move to Vegas or Portland or. But I, I think it's know. now happened. I think it actually yeah. finally happened. Good for them. It won't work out. <laughs> yeah, because. <laughs> well, either way, you know, I'm, I'm just happy that Oakland is not going to be losing another team because 
they've already lost they've lost the Raiders they lost the Golden State Warriors so you know losing another team that would just be absolutely detrimental to that city um but getting back to the Mariners um one player though that needs to be on the Amer- that with the with the rosters getting announced today um there's th- there's two pitchers that really stand out to me on the Mariners that I think should be on the on the uh on the roster for the uh American League pitching staff and I, I and I think I think it's a given with this one I I think Logan Gilbert actually is going to be a pitcher for the American League uh for this year because again you're uh you know you got a guy who's uh what 10 and three one of the best one of the most do- one of the most dominating pitchers in the American League right now he is one of the best he is one of the top five pitchers in the American League right now he deserves to be at that all-star game um another guy that i think that deserves to be uh there in Lo- there in los angeles is pen murphy because he's had a great year out of the bullpen oh, uh you and you and i got to watch his major league debut firsthand was that his debut that was his debut in miami <laughs> <laughs> so oblivious what's going around me <laughs> but yeah we got first. to we got to watch his major league debut so that was that was really fun and um you know, he is definitely I want to compare him to Edwin Diaz because his slider is absolutely disgusting. I don't I don't hate that comparison. Not at all. I love Edwin Diaz. <laughs> Just not when he's pitching against us. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't like anybody when they're pitching against us. <laughs> well, you know, the I I I think it's hilarious because you know the Mariners really do have a lot of all star. In my opinion, the Mariners have five all stars on this for the American League. They have Ty France, who I believe is going to be a reserve. They got Logan Gilbert, who is a shoe in to be at the at that all star game. Two other guys in the bullpen: Penn Murphy and Eric Swanson. I think Eric Swanson really does deserve an all star g- game, uh, even though he's missed some time. But another guy that needs to be a reserve which he's going to be a starter here within the next two, three years, Julio Rodriguez. Yep. Julio Rodriguez deserves to be at the all-star game this year because no rookie is putting up the numbers that he's putting up. Um, no player in baseball history got to 15 home runs and thir- and 20 stolen, what was it, 20 stolen bases and uh, 40 RBIs faster than he did. Yeah, it's insane. And it's he's a rookie, man. It's... <laughs> He's a young kid who is just loving what he does. And it's so much fun to watch. I don't He's care 21 if he gets, years old. I don't care if he gets a soft ground ball. He runs that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> I love the hustle that we see from the younger players. And then you see like Suarez dribble a ball to third and he's just jogging down the line. It's like, man, I just love seeing that fire from kids like Julio. And he's going to be a superstar here in a couple of years because he's becoming a household name already. And I think he should have, he yeah. deserved more votes, but I just think it took, I think that first month kind of threw everyone off with all the strikeouts. But if you look at it since then, he's just been on fire. He's seen the ball better. He's, he's fighting off pitches a little more, but once he gets that inside fastball, you know, it's gone. Like he's blasting yeah. it. And again, like I said, he's only 21 years old. He is only 21 years old, Jeez, you man. know, and people, <laughs> People were so quick to say we need to fire Jerry Depoto, and people don't understand something. It's because of Jerry Depoto that we're in the position that we are in. 
um, with not just our, uh, not just with our uh, farm system, but with the major league club right now, because I'm, uh, you know, if you look at the Mariners r- roster right now, it is uh, very, it is very much, uh, it definitely underperformed to start the season off. There's no doubt in my mind. There's no, there's no arguing that they did underperform, but Jerry Depoto made the, made really good moves. And there's one guy that I wanted to bring up with you that um, has comparisons to a left-handed Julio Rodriguez, but I'm comparing him to Jordan Alvarez. And it's a future number one prospect in this system. Lazaro Montez, who is right now playing in the Dominican league for the Mariners. Uh, first 21 games has a slash line of 328, 444, 688, and an OPS of 1.132. Call him up. <laughs> here's it. And here's the thing he's 17 years old. He is seven. He's fucking 17 years old. And he's doing this in just the Dominican League. I tell you this. Um, he needs to be in the minors. Didn't we sign get... Julio when he was 16? <laughs> they did sign Julio when they were six when he was 16. And uh they funnily enough, KJR had the uh the guy who actually signed him um to that international deal on the radio today. Funnily enough, the guy was fired in 2018 and he's now a police officer out in Juno. <laughs> what I never thought. <laughs> you went from scouting to police work all right <laughs> hey whatever floats your boat uh, yeah. first of all thank you so much for protecting the community though i mean shout out to him he's protecting his community but you know julio rodriguez and i like how there are some people out there who are saying you know if julio rodriguez was to eat a hot dog we're comparing him to what's his face the freaking hot dog eating champion i saw that today um but no, there is comparisons to Ken Griffey Jr. with Julio Rodriguez. I know it's his first season. But what Julio Rodriguez is doing right now in his first season as a rookie, he makes everything he's making everything look too easy. Yeah. That's the thing. That's that's why we're comparing him. Because the people everybody here that, that is why everybody here at Seattle Sports Diaries is comparing him to Ken Griffey Jr., saying that he is the next. He is this generation's version of Ken Griffey Jr. And we say that because he has superstar potential. He smiles all the time. He has fun and he's got that swag about him. Yep. You know, look, if I think it is way too early to actually be saying that this is the next Ken Griffey Jr. But I don't. I think that the- <laughs> I love taking predictions like that because I will be right or wrong and screw you. But no, he hasn't he hasn't done anything to make me think he's not, you know, like I, I can't argue he's not going to be the next because he's shown that he can be as soon as he goes on like a 50 game slump where he just absolutely sucks. Then maybe I'll go, OK, he's not as good. But no, he's... or until he goes on a Jared Kelnick type of slump. Yeah, <laughs> please knock on wood there. Yeah, knock on wood. Definitely do not want that to happen. Uh, I do want him to come back. Though. Speaking <laughs> speaking of which, I actually got to watch Jared Kelnick uh, live down in Tacoma last Saturday. Three strikeouts. Oh, 
for good game to go to. <laughs> yeah, very good. Well, actually, I'm not going to lie. It was a good game to go to. The Rainers actually walked it off, and it was a really fun game because I got to see a guy named Brian O'Keefe, who is a catcher down there, three home runs and five RBIs. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> not to mention the the Rainers won the game five to four. He drove in. He drove in Kelnick to win the to win the game. <laughs> hey, Kelnick was on base though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, Kelnick, Kelnick will be fine. Yeah, give the guy I think Kelnick. I think Kelnick will be fine because I I feel like Kelnick just needs it just a few more years down there, and yeah. he would be absolutely perfect. Bring him up sometime in June next year, and I think he'll fit right in. But, you think? Calling him up, calling him up in June. June or next year? Why not? Why I don't not? know. I mean, that August maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, well, if you remember, Jason uh, Churchill said that I the forget Mariners what his do... prediction was. <laughs> uh, he said that the Mariners should are. Pro... He already said that uh, Kalnick is probably not going to be competing for a spot next year, which I don't mind one bit. If you're going to try to get him uh, some some time down there just to develop a little bit more. Um, only thing I will say about Kelnick is his attitude is still the same. Is it? Is he, mm. is he throwing his helmet? Hey, <laughs> still a little bit of a grumple still skin for some stupid ass reason. He's not throwing it. He's not throwing his helmet. He's not uh, shouting fuck every time he strikes out though. <laughs> some people are just angry guys. I mean, geez, Max Scherzer is an angry guy, but he, he performs good, so I guess Chris Sale. There. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. God, that was a rehab start too. That was rough. Which kills me about Chris Sale. Like, I I get that he's been going through a lot of struggles, but dude, you just you risked injury by destroying a table or something. I don't know what he was destroying back there. There was shit flying everywhere in that tunnel. It really was, and hopefully the team sent him the bill. <laughs> Yeah, he can afford it. He'll be fine. Yeah, he can't afford it. But I mean, another thing that I, I so uh, with the Mariners coming up here tonight, uh, Apple TV game, by the way. Oh, sweet. fun game. Fun game. Who did um, we get? We get did maybe get Katie Nolan calling. Hey, last time, last time we, uh, last time we actually uh, uh, had a last time we, yeah, last time we had an Apple TV game, we lost. And Katie Nolan was actually calling the game, but it was so funny because uh, the fact of the matter is, is that um, we almost won that game and it would have been Kelnick. That would have been the hero. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> that game. <laughs> yeah. By the way, uh, I want to go ahead and announce this. Uh, 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 everybody here on Seattle sports diaries who is not familiar, we are actually going to be giving. So for this month, we're giving away, a 1994 USA World Cup jersey to cool. two winners. Going to be doing that. And then next month, we are going to be giving away. Uh, by the way, I have them right here. So we are going to be giving away two free copies of Major League Baseball featuring Ken Griffey Jr. for the Nintendo 64. That's just that's gold right there. <laughs> hey i picked them up yesterday i was just like i saw t i saw two copies and i'm just like i think i should get these <laughs> I, spent, I spent way too many hours playing that game <laughs> way too many is there such a thing uh as 
too many hours playing that uh, game. Once your eyes start bleeding red, I think I think maybe that's that, that's about <laughs> enough. Sounds like me after an eighteen-hour binger with Halo. <laughs> <laughs> but I know with the so three more games here coming up with the Blue Jays, and honestly, I'm hoping that the Mariners can split this series. I will take a split. Um, I know a lot of people want a series win, but right now I think we need to focus on just trying to get a split. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, little by little, like we're, we're crawling our way to the top. We're not, we're not going to gain four games in one day. We got to, we're chipping away at every single opponent and it's so much fun to watch. I hope we get the four game sweep. Oh, that'd be fun. If we were but to get the if last we time get I the called for game. a sweep though, we, uh, we lost four one to the angels. So mm-hmm. <laughs> But, yeah. but if we do sweep, we're we're in, right? Can we just stop the count right there? <laughs> <laughs> so here's the good news. So after Toronto, we play Washington for two games, and then we play the Rangers for four games. The Mariners are sitting in a perfect, perfect position um, to gain to gain even more ground on the wild card because uh, they're 13 games back in, of Houston in the American League West. That that title has already been won. The Astros are AOS champions. Okay, yep. um, just go ahead and crown them right now. They're AOS champions. The Mariners, though, hold uh, currently uh, are tied for the seventh seed in the American League Wild Card. They are tied with. I don't know how the hell this is. They are tied with the Cleveland Guardians, who are mm-hmm. 40 and 40. <laughs> hey, and man, so and the <laughs> Mariners are three games. They lost three of set or seven of the last 10 they've lost. Yeah, three seven of the last 10 they've lost. Um, same with the Red you, Sox can, and can Toronto. Can I actually say this, though? Is it going to be weird if we win tonight? Because. We've won five games in a row. Can you name the last time we've ever won six in a row? <laughs> no, I'd have to go to a deep dive to see what last time that was. We need to get Alex Mayer here on uh, from the from seven ten ESPN. He knows about all this stuff. Oh, <laughs> People that just know these things are just out of their mind. I that used to be me, but man, after since I had a kid, it's just so hard to keep up with all that. Like, yeah. Well, impossible. I mean, and and look at it this way, so. The Mariners are three games back in the wild card. Right now, the wild card is completely open during the second half because um, I don't think Baltimore is going to keep up this uh, streak that they're going on. They're they're definitely at a at a really good. They're definitely tearing it up a little bit. They're on a nice five game win streak like us, mm-hmm. but I just don't think that they can keep it up. But yeah, they're losing the White now. Sox, the White Sox, the Indians. Uh, excuse me, the the Guardians. I'm st- I'm still getting used to that. I'm honestly it's be, still it's fucking be a getting used years. to that. It's going to be a while. <laughs> I'm going to say it right now. That may that team may be called the Guardians, but God damn it, that's still Chief Wahoo's tribe. Dude, I still... <laughs> I, I can't... I won't be able to stop saying, like, Washington Redskins. It's going to be hard. Commanders can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try. <laughs> but... <laughs> but, I mean, it's... Uh... It's going to be an interesting second round for the wild card because uh, I mean, if the Mariners are going to be this close going into the All Star break, if they are, I, I'm going to be honest with you, I can honestly see the Mariners possibly catching the Blue Jays and maybe having that sixth seed by the end of the All by the time of the All Star break, which is going to be huge for the Mariners and. 
But the problem is, is that can you keep that lead? Because we've seen this before. 2018 was the last time the Mariners were really in playoff contention where um, at the end of the first half, they were in first place in the wild card at that time. Mm. And they just absolutely collapsed at, uh, near the end of the season. New team. I, I can't look at past things like that. It's a whole new team. Uh, and they're clicking. They're, they're clicking at the right time and they have a better pitching staff. They have, I think like they have better Definitely. hitters than they did back then. So it's just a completely well, different, way different season. And I think that they might be first in the wild card by the all-star break. Oh, just okay. by the wow. way, we are seeing those other AL East teams play right now. Tampa, five and five, their last 10. Boston, three and seven, their last 10. Toronto, three and seven. Mariners, eight and two. And the Red Sox are losing right now, seven to two against New Good. York. So, Good. Wilds, why not move up? Why not be in first in the wild card? We're going to keep winning. Will we win this series? I think so. Will we go to Washington to win too? Why not? I think so. I think, I think so. so. Are we going to go to Texas and win a few against the Rangers? Absolutely. Oh, fucking yes. Yes, so we will. <laughs> why not say we're going to gain those three games and be right in? <laughs> So um, before we end this podcast, so I want to talk to you about this because um, it was announced yesterday that next year, 2023, it's back. The oh, World yeah. Cup of Baseball <laughs> is back. The World Baseball Classic after a six-year hiatus is back. It has been that long. Did we have and a hiatus because of COVID or was there just never? So 2021, it, it was announced that it was canceled because of COVID. And they decided to move. So they decided to move it uh, again to 2023. So the question is, though, I mean, and this is going to be really exciting because um, I'm going to be going down to uh, Phoenix for the pool play for the United States. So I'm really excited about that. I get to go watch the United States play, uh, possibly win the pool games, because uh, as it stands. So real quickly, I just looked this up. So as it stands, uh, the uh, Pool C, that's where the United States is, which is all all games are going to be in Phoenix. It it uh, is uh, Mexico, Colombia, and uh, Canada, and uh, qualifier team number three. So we don't know who the final team is, but, uh, you know, I got a feeling, though, that the United States is going to easily take that pool play because um, I'd be very interesting to see who the United States is going to select for that team because last team that they had, they had a really interesting selection group of all of like aging stars and one guy who was still, you know, young in Giancarlo Stanton. But now I'm kind of curious to see if guys like Aaron judge uh, guys like Max Scherzer, because I'm pretty sure Max Scherzer by next year is going to be like, okay, I'm nearing the end of my career. Do I want to go compete on the world stage? Because, you know, last World Baseball Classic, they said that they had a number of uh, attendants. They had over a million people go to them. And Jeez. I think the and I think the ratings were even better. So, you know, are games like Korea or Chinese Taipei going to get uh, a lot of attention? No, they're not. They're not really going to get a lot of attention playing at three o'clock in the morning. But games like, you know, uh, the Dominican Republic, I know, is playing over in Pool D. I think that's Pool D. Is it yep. Pool D? Yeah, yeah. Pool D. Uh, so 
listen to this. This is what I love about Pool D. That's in my backyard is, too. I'm excited for that. <laughs> um, here's the thing. Um, you get to see some powerhouses. You get to see Puerto Rico. You get to see Venezuela. You get to see Dominican Republic. You get to see Israel. That's so cool. Oh my god! Can I'm you can, can, can this. see this? And this is the thing. So the question is: Are the Mariners going to allow guys like Julio Rodriguez to go play for their country? Because I got a feeling that they'll want. Julio Rodriguez to play for the country. And the thing is, is that normally, you know, the, with the last uh, Dominican, with the last couple um, world baseball classics, it was only the United States who had players say, I don't want to go play for the, for the world baseball classic because I'm afraid to get hurt. But with the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico, every player that was a star like Carlos Correa, Francisco Lindor, Nelson Cruz, uh, Robinson Cano, all of those big time players, they wanted to go play for their country. It was pride. Mm -hmm. So the question is, is that who is going to step up and show some American pride for the United States? Honestly, this is, I think this is the world baseball classic that we see Mike Trout in. I hope we see Mike Trout. That'd be awesome. I, I, fucking hope we see mike trout in a united states that would be fucking awesome then <laughs> that would be incredible to see mike trout uh play um in the united states of america jersey because again i'm going to be bringing uh my uh back-to-back world war champions flag i'm going to be bringing my <laughs> i actually saw that at a, at a world cup qualifier match yeah. And I'm just like, please let me see if this is on Amazon. And I looked up and I'm, there it is. It's like back-to-back World War II champions. <laughs> I see that bumper sticker a lot. I'm like, man, that's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and first of all, people, you know, I also want to go ahead and uh, criticize uh, people on this real quickly is so with what has been going on uh, in the United States with a lot of these shootings, especially over the, the 4th of July, I wanted to go ahead and say this. So there's a lot of people who are saying, you know, you know, American didn't deserve a birthday. We're not independent and all that stuff. But I think it's funny because they'll turn straight around come World Cup time. They'll wear red, white and blue proudly. Oh, yeah. They will say. And so I'm not saying that people don't have the right to their opinions, but I'm saying if you're going to say stuff like that. Don't come back come World Cup time and wear red, white, and blue proudly if you're not proud of this country. I'm just saying. But I am looking forward to the World Baseball Classic because it is such a great event. Um, the United States are defending champs. Defending champs, motherfuckers. Jeez. And we are going to defend that title. The, I, I got a feeling that the United States is going to defend that title. The only two countries that... <laughs> Okay, I need to bring this guy in. <laughs> they're not. They're not winning. It's not even going to be close. <laughs> so I think the other two favorites in this tournament is Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic, and I'm going to throw Japan in there as favorites. The the Dominican Republic's going to wipe the floor of the competition. It's not even going to be close. Like uh, you can... know what? If if Julio Rodriguez is going to be part of that Dominican Republic team, I'm not going to care. <laughs> like they, they could. They could rest like, or like half of the guys that they want to show up don't have to. Like I saw a projected lineup for what they could throw out there, and it's like if my my Diamond Dynasty team on steroids, like it's not. It's not <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
but I'll put all my money on Dominican, man. I'm done. Jesus. USA, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the USA, if, if, the, if it's a Diamond Dynasties team on steroids, the USA is fucked. I mean, the, the infield could very easily be Rafael Devers, Wander Franco, Jose Ramirez, and Vlad Jr. Like That's all you that, need. That, that, we're screwed. We're yeah. screwed. <laughs> have fun. They could run those four guys out there, and they still beat us. <laughs> So the question is, though, Matt, like what like who do you, who can you see for the United States playing in this World Baseball Classic? Again, I think that this might be the year that actually, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and take it off the table just because I don't think he will do it because of how stuck up he is. I don't think Mike Trout is wearing a United States uh, baseball jersey. But I don't know. I think he will. I think he will. You think? Yeah, I think he will. I think he's that pissed off at the Angels that he will. <laughs> Um, another player that I want to see that uh, a couple of the players that I do want to see take the field for the United States. I want to see Max Scherzer. I want to see Aaron judge. I want to see JP Crawford. I want to see a lot of these young, um, we could maybe even see Ty France play for the United States. You know, a, there's so much talent that the America that the United States does have. But like what Roman said, if the Dominican Republic is going to throw out that Diamond Dynasty steroids team, <laughs> we're screwed. <laughs> it, uh, half of these guys aren't going to play. Like they're they're going to the, their teams are going to tell them no, don't play. Like which is which is really the biggest crack of shit in the world. I get that they want to look out for the player safety, but if these players want to go and play for pride, for nation pride, let them go play. Oh, definitely. But if you're making thirty five million dollars a year and I mean, I, I get it. I, it's yeah. it's not the worst thing in the world. That's true. It's, it's know, not like um, the NHL saying, no, we can't send any of you. Like, if, as know, long as it's up to the players like that, I, I'm okay with that. But if it's, I think is, it should, I think it should be up to the players, not should. to the teams. Because um, if you remember the last World Baseball Classic, um, Salvador Perez, who was in his prime, was in his prime, by the way, um, did play in that tournament and he got severely hurt and he was out for the first, uh, I think, three months of the season of the 2017 season, which was a big blow to the Kansas city Royals at that time. But no, I mean, this world baseball classic is going to be fun to watch. I can't wait for it. So who do we put out there? If no one wants to, if no teams are going to allow their stars to go in. There. I think what you're college guys. Yeah. College I'm, I, I hate to say it, but it's going to be, it's going to be prospects and college guys. I mean, if, if it's these guys don't want it, though, it's so fun. <laughs> it's so much fun. I love shit like this. I love when all these countries can battle against each other. And plus, it's down in Miami, so I get to. I'm gonna go down there a lot. Yeah, you're gonna be seeing. You're gonna be seeing the cream of the crop down even there the in championship Miami. Championship rounds are gonna be in Miami. That's are the is the championship down in Miami? It's Pool D, the quarterfinals, the semifinals, and the championship are in Miami. Damn, you lucky son of a bitch! <laughs> wow. Wonder how much tickets are going to be. <laughs> good, good luck. <laughs> but that is going to do it for this uh, segment of uh, baseball talk with Matt. Uh, but I will see you uh, next Friday, my man. Yes, sir. Take care. Go, Mary. By the way, I wanted to uh, go ahead and announce that we have our baseball guest for the 100th podcast. Who is it? Uh, it is the first ever Seattle Mariner All Star. Mariners legend Rupert Jones will be joining <laughs> us here on the podcast for the 100th. Very good. I'm excited. All right, man. All right. I will talk to you next week, brother. All right. Have a good weekend. Later. There you go, Matt, everybody. And now uh, Roman takes over for Matt 
as we go ahead and get into our Huskies talk. And I'm not going to lie, man, this has been one hell of a week of, uh, <sighs> and it's just, <laughs> it's exhausting. Just like, I'm looking at your dog right there. Yeah, and he's he's very he's very needy today. So I said, "All right, come on." And he's he's going to be doing this the entire time. So if I if I look, oh okay, oh you want to lay down now? Okay. I okay. First of all, I am not going to complain about that. I I, I don't want. I'm not going to complain about that dog wanting some love on that one. But he's the sweetest boy. But when he does it all day and all night, especially when I'm trying to write. And play MLB the show, it gets a little annoying. But he's my sweet boy, so I I, I tolerate it. <laughs> so really, this past week for uh, Huskies, nothing really happened. Like when it came to recruitment wise, but it, I mean, it's just it's more or the less on the talk about uh, UW and Oregon moving conferences, and you know now I've actually been seeing that maybe they go with the ACC. They move uh, into the ACC, and I'm not going to lie, that wouldn't be really beneficial for football. It would be more beneficial for basketball. So there, there would be no direct like merger with the ACC. The okay. a- the ACC, or at least the the rumor right now is they would like host like a joint championship game, which would be pretty fun. I would enjoy that, uh, and just like there would be a little bit more. It would be kind of like a more official version of the like the partnership that. The, the the big 12 the acc and pac 12 tried or the alliance as they call it, that's what it was um a couple of years ago that that's kind of what this was supposed like supposed to be apparently but the biggest issue with all of this at least because i like i've heard a lot of things this week the one thing i'm going to stand by that i've heard from multiple people that i trust is that the big 10 said yes we want you to to washington oregon that's one thing that i've heard from multiple people that i trust and i will not back down off of that but the what apparently happened was Fox said no, that it's not profitable enough. I don't understand it. I'm not going to try to understand it because they're ridiculous. So I'm not going to try to get into it because, quite frankly, I don't care. They're dumb. Um, <laughs> but the the issue is uh, apparently after Notre Dame said no, which also ties back into money because the rumor the rumor that I I can't confirm um i i've i've trust me i've tried i i I have my own sources inside nbc um is that nbc promised notre dame like double or triple what they're paying them right now which i mean i can't blame them for saying no to that but Mm -hmm. that's why they apparently said no to the big ten uh and nothing is official we have to keep this in mind and i was having this conversation with a good friend earlier None of this is official until the schools officially say, this is what we're doing. This could all change. And this could all change in a moment's notice. This is the thing that I have with that is when we're talking about schools, you know, I remember, you know, 10 years ago, college sports used to mean something used to really mean something. Now it really is all about the money. It really is all about the money. But now, you know, if, if we're talking about, you know, college football to become basically a minor league system for the NFL, I'm not to I'm not really going to say no to it because it would be profitable because I mean, again, college football is still one of the best uh sports out there to watch. But I think what college sports need what college football needs to do is it needs to become a merger of super conferences. 
So I, that's the, that's the route that they're headed. That's yeah, because because look, I do. I want the Apple Cup to mean something. Yes, I do. I want the Apple Cup to mean something. Does do Oregon fans? Do they want the Civil War the Civil War game to mean something? Yeah, they do. Absolutely. These rival games want to mean something. And if they're not in conference, it's not going to mean a whole lot of it, though. I disagree, because uh, Iowa, Iowa State is still a really big one every year. There are still some big ones that are out of conference that still like hold weight. Obviously, it's not the same amount of weight. USC and Notre still... Dame is a really great out-of-conference uh, rival yeah, exactly. game, by there the are, way. There are a whole lot of them that still mean a lot, so I wouldn't say that it necessarily doesn't mean anything. But um, – the biggest issue with all this is college football is and always will be a regional product. And what they're trying to do is trying to nationalize the product, which is fine if you promote it the right way and you give like, you know, give teams favorable, favorable kickoffs, favorable schedules. Like there, there are a lot of ways to make it a more national product, but as, as a UW media member, as a UW fan, I, I live two miles from Boston College. I didn't care to go to any Boston College game unless it was like times and play. Like when I was when I was living out there, I like quite frankly I didn't partially because the atmosphere is boring because the team sucks. But um, <laughs> but like there's there's so much like just of a regional like oh yeah and I like I willingly stayed up till ten eleven o'clock uh, to watch Husky games. I talked to a. Um, a Husky fan in the UK yesterday for his podcast who like said, I, he stays up till three 30 in the morning to watch Husky, Husky games. That's <laughs> respect the hell out of him for that. Um, okay. Real quickly. I need to give that. Uh, what is his name? By the way, I, I will send you his Twitter. His name is Jordan Merritt. I will. I will okay. Send you his Jordan. I'm going to say this right now on the podcast. You are a diehard Husky motherfucker. I respect the hell out of that. That is no, that just gets my respect to, because here's the thing. When I was over in, uh, when I was out, out in uh, Florida a year ago and watching the Seahawks games, I get it. It's hard for the for the East Coast to watch West Coast games because they go on so late. But for him to watch Husky games that early in the morning and that late, oh no, he gets my all. He gets awesome. my respect. He definitely awesome. s- send him to the send him to Seattle Sports Diaries. We need to give him a follow. Hundred percent. Yeah, but uh, but getting back to this though, um, I want to say though that super conferences. Yeah, I want to say that the NCAA could be looking at four super conferences. Two, two. Okay, two. It will be two. Two super conferences. Okay, so the question is, is that how many teams are going to be in these super conferences? That's an excellent question, and obviously, it's all a very fluid situation. Because right now the brands, because this is what it is, it's the brands, the brands that are on the outside looking in that really should be part of one of the two conferences. I can think of six off the top of my head. It's Clemson, Notre Dame, Miami, Florida State, Oregon, Washington. Those are the brands that are currently on the outside looking in. You got some ACC, got an independent, you got some Pac-12. And... There, good names, by one, the way. What's that? Good names, by the way. Oh, great good names. schools. And, but and that's the point. Right now, under the the current, like just kind of if if everything keeps moving the way that it is, if everything stayed the exact same for the next 10 years, let's call it, mm-hmm. it would still take like a perfect season and probably then some 
for Clemson, Miami, of all those six schools that I just mentioned, to make the college football playoff. Wow. I mean, and, so that kind of makes that kind of sounds like, uh, you know, that makes the college football playoffs now a lot more competitive. That makes the college football playoffs. It's not just who's the favorite. It's now going to be who does have the better record to get into the college football playoffs. And the, and the thing that I have with this is, you know, the college football playoffs, I think they talked about expanding to eight teams. They should. Um, was it eight teams? I, 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 there, there have been millions of talks of expansion. Okay, so so all, I, I like eight personally. So I like eight as well. And if I think they're going to expand. <laughs> this is, this is what he does. This is my life. <laughs> well, I love the fact that he's making a cameo in this. By the way, I almost forgot to mention this. So I finally... I finally got the technical difficulties figured out, and I wanted to show you this just because uh, I didn't get to show you it last week. So I got to turn this off real quickly, but... Oh, yes. I've been waiting for this. Nice. <laughs> Ultra Sabres, baby. That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I had to I had to quickly show you that just because... Uh, that Wow, that uh, blade is actually very bright. Um, <laughs> not going to lie, but... Um, it looks better oh, in the dark still. Oh my God. And I've actually met somebody who has one of those and we've actually did a duel. And here's the thing, you know, you hit it pretty good and the, the blades are actually very durable. Yeah. They're uh, very durable. Um, so do they make the sounds when they hit each other? They do. Let me, t let me show you this. That. Let me, okay. Hold on a second. Uh, <laughs> this will be very interesting. So, so if you push the button, Oh, that's cool. And then, of course, uh, yeah, so... <laughs> there it is. That's really cool. <laughs> I got to make myself stupid just by, <laughs> just by humoring you. I was going to say, how many times are you going to do that? You might, you might want to go, go, go get yourself checked after that. I'm going to, I'm just fine. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, um, I don't know if you noticed this, but I wanted to, uh, give an, do another one, uh, so uh, you know about the uh, World Cup jersey giveaway? I think that's the yes. that the Twitter account is doing. Yeah, and for everybody wondering out there, we do. There is multiple people who actually run the account. Roman's actually going to be gumming one of them here soon. Um, but I also wanted to show you this. We are giving away two copies of this video game here in about a month. But it is uh, I bought two copies of Major awesome. League Baseball featuring Ken Griffey Jr. We're going to be giving those away. And I got a question for you. Should we do an Ultra Saber giveaway? Oh, that would be really cool. <laughs> and funnily enough that we're talking Star Wars, I also wanted to, uh, if everybody did not see the announcement that I posted on the account, um, uh, there is so BS Commentaries. We didn't have a BS Commentaries podcast last night. K-Hart was uh, feeling under the weather. And uh, you know what? I told him to say, hey, take the day off. Just like tonight, K-Hart's still feeling under the weather. So I told him, hey, t tonight's not the night. Just go ahead and take it off. I even but... wore a Patriots shirt for him. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, I didn't notice that. <laughs> how the hell How the hell have I not noticed that? <laughs> I, I but... You know, I don't even know. It's, it's my thing. I wear one of these every week for you. Good God. I think you do it just to piss me off. I do. I absolutely do. <laughs> so, so anyway um big announcement here uh so next week we're we're still doing bs commentaries by the way so next week or not next week but on july let me bring up the calendar 
okay i can't bring it up on that one <laughs> so july 21st uh we will be teaming up with excuse the intermission podcast and we're going to be teaming up for six podcasts uh for six weeks so people who listen to bs commentaries are going to be getting two episodes every week for six weeks so we're going to be doing uh teaming up with the guys from excuse the intermission we're going to be doing the star wars movies we are only doing we're doing one through six. We're doing four, th- four episodes, four through six, and then one through three. We're going like that, okay? If you guys don't like it, TS. <laughs> I mean, I, I personally don't mind the, the sequels, I and especially, like, you know, with the travesties that are the Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. Um, <laughs> especially, I, I, I both of them, really, but especially Attack of the Clones. Um, I personally don't I thought mind you that. Were gonna, I thought you were going to criticize the Phantom Menace the most. I, you know, I, I hate them both equally but in just very different ways and i was also reading a story about how uh, i can't remember his name the kid who played um little anakin just got picked on relentlessly after that so i feel really terrible oh yeah him. i did hear about that that's so, kind of that's kind of fucked up yeah it's, it's, it. it's terrible so i i i want to rescind a little bit of criticism for that one just strictly for that reason uh, but, but i'd also want to i also want to say this though uh to the people over at lucas films i will say this to you if you um i'm being honest with them right now if you do not make a second season of obi-wan kenobi i'm going to be extremely fucking pissed (laughs) i i I have to ask you one question and i will hang up if the answer is wrong um how do you feel about rogue one um i have mixed feelings about it oh that's not the right answer (laughs) the the right answer is it's an elite star wars movie uh, no, I was going to say that I have mixed feelings about it because A, it was a great movie, and B, it was just, I have mixed feelings about it because it was also uh, Carrie's last film. That's fair. Or, okay. it, it, yeah, but no, I I loved Rogue One. Rogue One was a brilliant movie. The fact that, um, you know, the Star Wars universe has come out with more of those of these types of like mini series and everything. I will say this Boba Fett. I don't I'm not a fan of. I love the Mandalorian. Mandalorian's great. The, the Mandal- see and like the, the most telling thing about uh, Boba Fett is that the best episodes had the Mandalorian in it like that. <laughs> I, I will say and um, I, I can't disclose a lot because a I don't know a lot because it's so it's so under wraps. But um I, I have heard from a very trustworthy source who's spoken Uh-oh. to people involved with the Andor series that it's going to be mind blowing. That it's going. No to be way. Yeah, no I, way. I, I can't and won't say more than that. But wow. uh, just from some of the the things that I I know firsthand, uh, it's going to be amazing. That's incredible. Well, anyway, uh, we're done with now with nerding out. By the way, <laughs> we, we, <laughs> you have to stop me, or else I will keep going. <laughs> I only just had to show you that because I finally found the charging cable and I finally charged it, but um, it was well worth it. <laughs> it really was, but no, getting back to this uh, super conference. So two super conferences, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm curious of what the TV deal is going to be like, you know, with these two super conferences. So from everything that I understand, everything I've read about this, um, this Fox deal with the big 10 coming in 2024, it's going to be somewhere around a billion dollars. Holy God. And I have a feeling that there is an opportunity. I'm never going to put a number on it because TV money is just fake. It's stupid. It's unreal. 
Um, I, I say that as having a, a parent who works in TV and, and that's that like crypto stupid money, but it's, it's just, it's, it's insane how much money just those, those television just studios can bring in. Mm-hmm. Um, but like even this big 10 deal, there is an opportunity to cut dead weight and add better programs. And I say that a, as a Washington guy, but B as someone who is looking at the big 10 right now, and saying, how much value does Rutgers add? How much value does Maryland add? Does Minnesota add? Does Illinois add? There's four teams right there that you can just, for lack of a better term, just trim the fat and bring in four much better, more prestigious, like uh, equally probably equally prestigious academics. Uh, I know Rutgers is tough to tough to beat with the academics; it's a great school, um, but just athletics wise. Like adding Washington and Oregon would boost the athletics in the conference. Adding a school like Utah, adding just uh, it's always it's always tough, but the academics are literally impossible to beat Stanford because uh, yeah. academics are a very important thing to think think about in all of this. But adding three of those four schools, excluding Stanford, with four people that come to their games, um, like. That, that's a significant amount of revenue and a significant amount of fans that you could add. And it just adds more, like the, the number will just keep going up. So there's, there's no way to put a specific value on it, but there's just so much more potential that, that is just, is achievable by both the SEC and the big 10. Definitely. Well, I mean, uh, so I was actually talking with uh, Matt K. Barney um, a couple days ago. If you don't know, he plays for the baseball team for the Huskies. I was trying to get him on the show, talk a little Husky baseball with him. Uh, he is un- he was unable to come on. He had a he had a doubleheader today. So that's that's got to be fun down in. I think he's I think he's in <sighs> South Carolina. Doubleheaders are brutal, man. When I when I played Oof. like it, played them in college and high school. So the used to play like sixteen innings straight through in college. Um, high school was terrible. So here's the thing: the last time I ever played a doubleheader um, as a baseballer uh, was in my summer league in 2019. And the first game, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna laugh when you hear this. The first game went 13 innings. Christ, oh. we won. The second game. We got uh, a three-hour break, and then we played later that night. So here's the thing. The second game, 18 <laughs> fucking innings. <laughs> and I thought when I uh, when I played in college, the, the fall game that we had every year was just 18 innings straight through. Oh, God. <laughs> it was just like, all right, everyone's going to get an inning. Have fun. Do your thing. And so it was really fun, like oh especially God. for me, who was like a bullpen arm when I when I did play in college. Um, just getting like the 14th inning, being like, okay, I'm I'm here. Well, Woo. lucky for lucky for me is uh, we had a day off the next day, and of course, uh, like four after that. Yeah, and then of course my coach, we, he was just like this. He's like, after uh, we lost the second game, by the way, we lost the second game. Um, it was because of a stupid wild pitch. Don't, don't blame the pitcher one bit. I mean, he was exhausted, but uh, coach brings us in at about 1140. I think it was about 1130 at night. And he's like, okay, listen, I know I said there's practice tomorrow. 
there's no practice tomorrow. And we're just like, thank you, God. <laughs> I, I would be more concerned if he did tell you to go to practice after that. <laughs> that would have been, it, wouldn't that have been child torture or something? Or no, yeah. wait a minute. No, we were all, we were all like uh, set between the ages of 16 and 19 years old. So that's not child labor. That's not child labor right there. That's just torture. Uh, yeah, it's just horrible. <laughs> but yes, back to uh, back because I, I, I want to swing around. And one thing that I do kind of want to talk about is the because you, you you asked about like the the future playoff structure. Mm-hmm. The current playoff structure is probably not going to take a hit for the next like two years. Okay, but well, I mean, and at least that's good. That's good yeah, no, for the next two years it'll be fine because everything's going to stay the same until twenty twenty four. That's when the USC UCLA move is going to happen. Um. But one thing to keep an eye on right now is um, the one of honestly like probably the the biggest thing to keep an eye on, and it's something that is not imminent as far as I'm aware. Is something that will be decided within the next twelve months is the new NCAA president. Mm. So while the conference is still have a lot of autonomy over you know who they admit and who they they don't want to admit, um, obviously TV has more of a sway than we'd like. Um, one thing that needs to like just be kept in mind is that for not only the reasons of a new NCAA president who will probably be better than Mark Emmert, it's hard to be worse. Oh my God. Yes. I mean, anybody can be better than he is. Yeah, it's true. Uh, We, uh, the university of Washington does not associate with Mark Emmert. Um, (laughs) I wonder why, (laughs) (laughs) but um, it's like, it's really just that that's going to be a key key thing to keep an eye on because of uh, NIL. And this are really going to be the two biggest things because I'm I like the CFP is still probably going to govern itself, but having a strong leader in place with the power and pull to just kind of say, Hey, this is what I want. This is what I think will benefit us. Here's reason ABC. Just mm. having some kind of actual power structure in place from the president of the NCAA will be very important in all this, in my opinion. Agreed. 100%. All right. We got about five minutes to kill here before the uh, Sounders uh, segment starts. I wanted I wanted to throw this out to you because since you are a Star Wars buff like I am, uh, I think this would be an interesting in, in, little uh, tidbit. So <laughs> there's your dog's nose again. He's, he's creeping in. Look, here, here. This, is, this, is, this is what it looks like the entire time. Yeah, let's see. And now he's just trying to touch me again. Hello. Yep. So here's the thing. So if uh, any of the vehicles uh, in Star Wars were to be available to purchase at a dealership, I'm curious what ve- what fine B-wing. vehicle are you ta- are you taking? B-wing, best fighter in the galaxy. B-wing, are you B-wing. serious? Yeah, man. What what can beat a B-wing? An X-wing? Nope. An X-wing, X-wing beats. Mm-mm. There's okay. a reason there are only twelve B-wings in the galaxy. There is a reason for that. Okay, I'm listening. It is. It's got the most powerful cannons. the The shape of it is awesome. Uh, it like it is. It's called a blockade buster for a reason. Like I, I I'm not sure if you watch Rebels, but there is a reason like that. I never once watched Rebels. I, I should watch Rebels though. It's it's fine as a show. It's very kitty. It, but you you really should, especially before Ahsoka starts, because it's going to be very important for. Okay, Ahsoka. I, I'm definitely going to be tuning into that then. Uh, if there's any, like, if there's any way to like look up like a list of key episodes, because really not all of them matter, uh, it, you'll be sitting there for a couple of them like, oh yeah, I see what he means. Uh, it's it's kind of like the first couple of seasons of Clone Wars, 
Where it's just oh, like, okay. I see. I see what you're saying now. Yeah. So, but the question is, so, 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 since you're decided on the B wing, I'm deciding on the X wing. Let me ask you this: What's the gas? What's the gas? Pro- or what's the gas bill going to look like for those things? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a feeling that you know you you need to go find some kind of um, like diesel plus. I mean, would probably be your best option. Just something in that range. So, like, no matter what it. And I don't even want to know how many gallons it's going to take to fill Jesus. up those things. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I don't think jet fuel is going to cover <laughs> either one of these fighters. I don't think so either. <laughs> you'd have to you'd have to go back like you'd have to go back to further than dinosaur fuel. You're going to be like, oh, the dinosaurs would be like, oh, you're going to go back and get primate primate oil i um so i i'm I'm currently writing a magazine on uh the the upcoming black panther movie and um i feel like like pure like raw vibranium might be the the best kind of fuel source that i can just think of (laughs) off the top of my head just like i don't even i don't even know if it could be fuel but it's (laughs) i don't know probably gonna be like that was that that's the thing that always kind of uh that was the one thing that always kind of like made me wonder what in the hell did they fuel those fucking things with? <laughs> I, I think it's just like, like just some kind of space fuel. That's just what I'm going to call it. Okay. Hold on a second. I got to bring Mark in here for the- <laughs> He just won the conversation. Please tell me what you just said in the comments right here. Nuclear power for the win, man. Come on. <laughs> By the way, uh, Mark, uh, shout out to you for wearing the long sleeve white jersey. Um, very nice touch, by the Thank way. Thank you, appreciate it. But uh, so so I was so I was just saying to Roman, if we had a choice to uh, buy any of the vehicles from Star Wars, I'm buying an X-wing. He's buying a B-wing. Which one are you buying? Millennium Falcon. How's that a question? No, 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 no. You, you can't buy the Millennium. No, no, no. That's that's you, one you that is. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. You don't buy the Millennium Falcon. You steal the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> Okay, never mind. He's see, he just did it again. He just won. He I, just I don't. I, I personally don't have the savvy, so I, I I like the route you're going there. Okay, all right, there you go. All right, all right. Hold on a sec. Let, Connor's in here too, so hold on a sec. Hey, Connor, what's going on, dude? Uh nothing much. Good to be back. Okay, so real quickly, we're having a conversation real quickly before the sounder segment, and the question is if any Star Wars vehicle was available to buy for purchase. So I'm buying an X-Wing fighter. Mark is stealing the Millennium Falcon. Roman is buying a B-Wing. Which one are you getting? I'm getting a Snowspeeder because you take the you can use the cable for hauling. All right. Like okay. use that cable you know like what? a winch. I love all of those. I love all of those, by the way. I love all of those choices. They're awesome. Um but uh Roman, um, I'm gonna be talking to you uh, next Friday, brother. Yes, sir. and hopefully we're gonna be having a lot more husky stuff to talk about. It's it's a recruiting dead period right now, so we'll see. But you know, fingers crossed for more recruits. <laughs> All right, man. Talk to you next. Talk to you next Friday, brother. And that is going to do it for our Husky segment. And as we uh, all remember, uh, Mark and Connor uh, is filling in for Gabe for our Sounder segment. And guys, we got a really nice conversation to start off with. Uh, the U.S. Women's National Team have qualified for the 2023 World Cup. You know what? I was actually very surprised by this because. Uh, didn't they win the last World Cup? Yes, but no, whether it's the Men's World Cup or the Women's World Cup, just because you made it last time doesn't mean you get it the next time. You oh, have to oh okay, okay, okay. You have to requalify every cycle. Yeah. I think uh, the only, for either. Um, I think the only guaranteed country in is the host, right? 
Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, you know what? I I, com- I completely forgot about that. Yeah, so I you're absolutely that right. Yeah. Um, hosts or hosts, actually, that really benefits the U.S. next time. We're sharing it with Mexico, Canada, and the U.S., and all three teams automatically qualify. Awesome. That's not fair. Only the USA should qualify. <laughs> I'm sorry. I may be sounding like an asshole right now, but the Canadians are invading a uh, freaking Safeco field right now. It's pissing me off. Um, I'm still, I'm still, I don't like Mexico for obvious reason because we have a rivalry with them. So they shouldn't get an automatic bid. We should get the one. We're the better country. Well, we, we get it too. The, the, and this is for well, next time that. around for the men's cycle, the, um, you know, they're going to, you know, quite a few more teams than they have right now. Yeah. So it's 36 yeah. teams next time. It's quite a bit more. And uh, excuse me, no, it's 48 teams. So the, yeah. the yeah, I mean, this is the last serious qualifying cycle for the men. I know we're talking women's uh, soccer right now. Well, I mean, I mean, we can still talk men, though. Yeah. But uh, another World Cup that is actually coming back in 2023, uh, we were talking about this on the baseball segment, is uh, the uh, World Baseball Classic, the World Cup of Baseball finally returning cannot wait for that i'm actually going to be going down to phoenix taking the podcast with me to uh to go watch the usa playing pool rounds uh matt on the other hand that lucky son of a bitch gets to watch uh puerto rico venezuela dominican republic and miami and then he and then the championship rounds are in miami so he gets to watch the championship round if the usa qualifies for that and i'm just jealous as hell of that man right now that's nice. Yeah, that's, that's but, a golden uh, opportunity. Yeah, it is. So uh, let's go ahead and get into it uh, real quickly. I want to go ahead and talk about this one because before we get into international talk. But the Sounders go into Toronto, and I saw a lot of people on um, Sounders Twitter and Sounders Facebook. They were really not sure about this game. But you know what? It's a 2 nothing victory. We'll take it. We're moving up in the standings. And you know what? I... I like the starting lineup that uh, Schmetzer put together because, you know, look, Toronto is a very, it, it was struggling. Yes. Toronto has been struggling. So why not throw some of those rookies out there? Why not give Cleveland a chance to start in goal, rest your guys up for the bigger, for the bigger fish in the pool. And you know what? These rookies really did a great job at playing a two nil victory, able to get able to walk out of Tam- or Toronto with uh, three points. Another victory for USA over Canada. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm in, I'm in I'm in Canadian hate mode right now just because it's the Blue Jays versus the Mariners. <laughs> but but I love this. I, I really did love this game by the Sounders because it showed a lot of uh, growth by not just uh, not just by some veterans, but the rookies that who are going to be. Uh, you know, really growing up in this uh, in this team uh, over the years, you know, you, you were able to see a lot of development from these kids. You were able to see a lot of uh, versatility from them and you were able to see a lot of, uh, you know, just a lot of emotion, raw emotion from these kids, because, I mean, you know, they're not really going to get that chance to start that much this year because we have all of our veterans healthy right now. I mean, Nicholas Ladero is healthy. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, I know. But, but you. But the point that I'm saying is that you know, a lot of these kids are not going to be playing a lot. They're not going to be getting a lot of time out on the field. So the fact that they were able to get out there and get a win in Toronto was absolutely huge. And Mark, I'd love your thoughts on this two 0 win. So first off, um, the Sounders uh, bench, second team, B string, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, they've made a habit of this. They did this last year um, when they went to Austin and beat Austin, uh, you know, on the road. 
Um, this same kind of picture here, Dylan Tevis getting his first start. The, the simple fact is that the Sounders, through their academy system, through Tacoma Defiance, who, by the way, are uh, the third-ranked uh, team in uh, MLS Next Pro right now, uh, with one of the youngest lineups in Next Pro, uh, you know, these guys, they're, they're a lot better than we think they are. They're a lot more uh, – we're producing players uh, that have a real chance to grow. Uh, guys that showed up and came in off the bench, Reed Baker Whiting uh, is another one. There's teams in Europe seriously talking about this kid as a, as a potential transfer target in the very near future. The, what they're producing and what they're able to do to create depth for the squad is why we could focus on CONCACAF Champions League, win CONCACAF Champions League, and know we're still going to make the playoffs. Yeah, Toronto's a bad team. They're struggling. At least they were until this week, because that's a whole different set of news with what's coming, you know, what's coming flooding in, in Toronto in the last that was three or four days. Yeah, huge transfer news there. But not not just who came in, but who left. Um, but in the end, like, yeah, Toronto's bad, but I mean, take advantage of that and rest your rest your big guys. I mean, you had, you know, four starters that are all pros, you know, that, that make all-star teams, didn't even travel for this game. And mm -hmm. we go in and we went two to nothing and it wasn't two nothing. They barely won. It was two nothing. They, they beat the shit out of those boys. <laughs> they did. You I know? mean, well, I mean, right, you, know, right. you got, you got Danny Leva was, was boss in the midfield. It freed Nico up. Danny Nico Leva really, he had a great game. It, real quickly. Danny Leva really, really impressed me in this one because I have not really been a big Danny Leva fan over the past couple of years, but I mean, this was a game that he just, absolutely impressed me by um Connor, your take on this by the way um i just saw this but philadelphia is kicking the crap out of dc united in the 73rd minute seven and nothing oh <laughs> whoa this that's that's interesting because it's probably the first game back for some of the the guys that were um, playing with u20s sorry yeah alejandro bedoya golden ninth minute golden the 36th minute uh julian carizana has a hat trick in the 22nd, Oof. 25th, and 72nd, and then Mikhail Array. I'm not, I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that one right, but um, 45 plus two, so he got one in the first half stop, but you're going to go in the 59th. That's wow, that's a massacre. But we wow. DC United hasn't been good in forever, so and that defense and that back line of Swiss cheese, so not since Wayne Rooney left, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just mentioned that the other day. It's like Wayne Rooney, like I was, I was talking to my mother because we were, we were driving home, and uh, I mentioned I was like, you know. Wayne Rooney was a guy that was that dude was on another level. It was he, he is and he was and it's all hustle. Um, uh -huh. uh, yeah, that, that play he made that one time with the tackle up at midfield and the long pass. Oh unreal. my God, that was yeah. one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my it life. It really was. It really was. I, I turned that game on like 30 seconds before that happened and saw that was the only play I saw. And I'm yelling around the house. I'm not, I'm no DC United fan. They're actually one of my least favorite teams in MLS and one of the poorest run teams in MLS, in my opinion, at least in the last few years. But my goodness, that play was something else. I couldn't believe it. I was just hollering, hooting all over the house and getting all kinds of trouble with the wife. By the way, <laughs> by the way, guys, um, I want to go ahead and put this out because we just uh, we posted a tweet a couple hours ago. Um, to anybody who is out there who is complaining about the gas prices, I want to say this. Go to Costco. Don't go to any other place <laughs> because um, I actually posted this, but the, the Costco in my town is actually $4.00. And seventy nine cents, and I'd rather pay that than five dollars and eleven cents. I'm just or if you get Safeway Rewards and you can get those forty cents off for your gas from Safeway Rewards, do that. Oh, I, that yeah, knocks, I, that, I almost completely forgot about that. Yeah. 
that knocks gas down like 480. I mean, I, I almost completely forgot about that. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Reward, and you don't it's have a Costco nearby, go to a safe one. It's a great excuse to get the wife to let you stock up the fridge with beer. Safeway, <laughs> buy a lot of beer, put it on the, you know, get your rewards points and say, honey, we're just, just doing it to save gas money. Yep. First you of know. all, Mark, I love the hell out of you. I, I think you need it. I think you need to stay on this show just because of that one. <laughs> By the way, guys, I want to go ahead and uh, point this out. So uh, here in about two weeks on Saturday, um, Seattle Sports Diaries is hosting a barbecue. Um, and I am personally inviting you guys out. Hopefully you guys can make it. Um, you can guys, you guys can head over to the Facebook page. Uh, the event is posted there. Um, but I'll send you guys the link to that. Um you don't need to bring food. Don't worry about that. Just bring your appetite and bring your game because we're also having an N64 tournament going on there. Oh, nice. Yep. So we so uh, I've been saying this to the other guys, but I just bought two of these yesterday. We're going to be giving these away uh, next month, but we bought two copies of Major League Baseball featuring Ken Griffey Jr. We're going to be playing. We are going to be playing that for the tournament, but we are also going to be playing this gem uh, for the tournament. So make sure you know your Pokemon because we're going to be playing Pokemon, Pokemon Stadium. Stadium. Yes! Yes! <laughs> I grew up on that. Let's go. Now, uh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Now, yeah, here's the no. thing, though. I also want to say this. I thought about it, and I'm thinking that maybe with Pokemon Stadium, I think for the final, we should go Gen 2 and play both Pokemon Stadiums. <laughs> But I don't know. I think we should. I think we should just play the regular Pokemon Stadium. Yeah. But uh, but, First but yeah, like I said, I I'll, I'll send you guys the link and everything. Uh, hopefully you guys can make it. Uh, like I said, I'm buying the food. Just bring your just bring your own beer. That's it. That's the only rule. Just... Or your beer fridge. One of the two. <laughs> Jeez, man, you sound like a you sound like a guy who's got over a hundred beers in your fridge right now. And I hundred is hundred seems like a low estimate. I feel like he's thanks, got like he, he walks into a room and it's like art, like he he puts his hand on a finger pad or on like a handprint. You know, it reads his hand and, and like the walls collapse. Like just multiple six foot high coolers come out and they open up. Can like I, every, <laughs> every real quickly you can think of. Real quickly, hey, we have we have those little Roombas that go around on the fucking floor and like mop everything. I think we need to have like the little beer coolers and say, Siri, bring me a beer. And it just, hey, instead of it just like, and it's it's kind of like Star Wars. It pulls right up to you. It shoots the beer up, and you're just like, thanks, Siri. <laughs> yeah, the, my only concern would be that Skynet would get a hold of it. So, you know. <laughs> okay, but is it really a loss of it's Skynet shooting beers at you instead of lasers? Well, I mean, depends. Well, here's depends. the thing. Have you ever, you ever been hit by a beer bottle? It fucking hurts because I'm actually going to be uh, doing the uh, Mariners refuse to abuse next year or tomorrow because uh, I will say this. I have actually been a, a victim of domestic violence with uh, one of the two women that I've actually been involved with where that I asked to marry me. And I actually have a nice scar right over my eye where she busted a beer bottle across my face. And I'm going to be honest with you. I would not want beer bottles shooting at me. Uh, I've had it. I've, I've already felt that pain once. I don't want it again. <laughs> but, but again, Connor, getting back to this uh, Toronto uh, two to nothing or two nothing went over uh, the uh, two nothing win for the Sounders. I need your review on that one. Okay. I really, first of all, Freddie Montero got involved with scoring. That's mm -hmm. automatically. That's like Sounders bingo. Freddie Montero goal. All right. That's the free square. Um, Dylan Tevis coming on 
and getting not only in his like in his debut, but like getting a goal at an impressive tap, you know, a tapping off a pass from Leo Chu was that was that pass young, was incredible. Seeing two young players hook up like that, especially Leo Chu, who's really taken a big step forward this year when last year we didn't really I don't think anybody was really sold on him last year. He's taken a big step forward this year. He created an opportunity and another young player cashed in on it. That tells me that we have a foundation for when our veterans finally decide that, okay, we're all going to meander off into the sunset down the road, whenever that is. Because we do have to consider guys like Raul Rui Diaz, who have a lot of value and are ticking into their 30s, who may not be at the top of their game much longer, you know, may want to start thinking about, well, he may want an opportunity somewhere else. We may need the influx of cash to build another part of the roster up, so on and so forth. There's always those talks and conversations, but knowing that we have those foundational players means that if we have a strong base, it won't be hard for us to make the decision to go, okay, if Rui wants out, we can we can afford to lose him right now and replace him in a different window. That's that's and that's always like a security blanket. So seeing our guys make those plays, seeing our depth come up was the highlight of this game. Everybody played mm. great. Toronto never stood a chance. Absolutely. It you know, you're absolutely right on you hit the nail on the head. Um seeing the depth of uh, the Sounders come into this game and dominate was perhaps the best thing about this game. I mean, we could have we could have uh drawn this game 0-0 and I really wouldn't have cared because it would have been the of how the depth the of this team showed itself and it showed itself really well on that game. Um uh, Moving on to international talk, we don't really have a lot of international talk with the men's, but we do talk about now with the women's because 2023 is coming up and the World Cup is back. And the women's, I'm going to be honest with you, that you know, this is the World Cup is there for the taking. You know, I, I want to say, you know, because the women's really has never finished worse than third in the entire uh since the world since the women's world cup has been in they have never finished worse than third which you know is it great when we win the world cup absolutely is, does it suck when we come in second place not really because we get we get to the finals but it's not as uh heartbreaking as uh, finishing in third but you know i feel like the the that the us women's coming into this world cup is going to be of course a favorite as always but you have teams like australia that is that's the one team that I'm worried about. The 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 women's Australian team has always given us some grief. So I don't I want to put them into the radar of possible champions of this World Cup. But other than that, you know, I just don't see anybody else trying to threaten the the US women's for this World Cup. Um the only thing that I will say about this uh World Cup, I am gonna put money on the USA. You better believe I'm putting money on the USA. <laughs> yeah. That's a safe bet. <laughs> it's a, it's a safe bet, but it is. But it's probably the last one. <laughs> yeah, let me, no, let I, me, I agree. And let me explain why. Um, I've been flipping channels all week, and the very first thing I do when I pull up my streaming services is I go see what soccer's on today. And you know, it's been on all week, or at least the last half of this week, is the UEFA Women's Tournament. Mm. Their cup. The you look at what they're doing with the women's Premier League, what they're doing in Spain, and what they're doing in France, and what they're doing in Italy with women's soccer. Those leagues are ahead of the NWSL right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what's going to happen the next cycle 
unless we see some serious changes to the NWSL and its competition level and their ability to push up and attract players from Europe that are better, what they have right now. Right now, clubs like Chelsea and Man City are spending money on women's soccer, growing the game there at a faster rate than we are here. And it's starting to show in our women's game here. Now, granted, one of the things that's happening with this squad that's different than what you had four years ago and the four years before that is you have an influx of youth. Uh, What, the Haiti game this week was 3-0? We won, but we didn't dominate. And we had a bunch of young starters in the game, testing them out, seeing how they did it, and they did okay. Will they be the U.S. women's national team that that runs a group stage without giving up a goal? That's a tough. <laughs> Can they win? Sure, absolutely. But if you're going to keep that domination, you're going to keep it. Something's got to change in women's soccer in this country past this cycle. This is a great cycle. We should enjoy it. We should be rooting for them. We should be hoping they pull it off. Shoot, put money on it. Go for it. But be looking to see can they keep it going down the road because i'm worried about it yeah i agree with you 100 percent on that one uh connor your thoughts i completely agree the nwsl has definitely i think well when you stack it up and you know you mentioned chelsea and man city paris i mean psg has taken some massive steps in building up the women's side of their program too now and i mean they love to throw money at splash players so if they see they see even one phenomenal female athlete they're gonna they're gonna go after her and that provides an incredible platform for their French players to really get playtime and a stage to show their talents and top tier training. And it, they're all going to get better because they're going to throw money at the game. And the NWSL can't compete with the sheer amount of money that those big European programs have. So the NWSL has to stick to it, to the roots, I think, of just that American sort they have to market like the American fighting spirit. The NWSL ruggedness, that same sort of tumble attitude that the MLS sort of has compared to the European clubs. Maybe not so much about the elegance, but the other half of the game. And we have to play we have to play more American than I think we're used to. I think we, we're not going to be able to be as much <clears throat> based around finesse and, and the skill plays as we're used to. I think we have to change our game significantly because the other clubs are just going to catch up and outperform us at what they're already good at. Yep. Um, you're right. Both of you are absolutely right. The NWSL needs to uh, step it up with uh, both promotioning or promoting the league and also developing uh, the young players that come into this league. You know, it, six years ago, six years ago, I'm not going to lie. You know, the U.S. women's team is the what's the best team that the U.S. can put out there because, again, you know, the 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 men's side is out there failing and falling flat on their faces. Now it's it's completely different. The U S men's is now on the rise. And like you said, Matt or Mark, this is really the, the last year that the U S women's has that type of domination. And, you know, that does kind of bring a little bit of uh, worry to me because, you know, do I want USA to stay dominant? Of course I do. I want USA to stay dominant. I want to be able to go to stadiums whenever I go watch exhibition games and uh, bring my uh, back-to-back World War II flags or uh, my USA. I actually have one of those flags. That's not <laughs> back World War back-to-back camp. World Champs. Yeah, yeah, World back-to-back World yeah. War World War Champion. You can go on Amazon and get them. I thought of. I saw it in uh, the the match that the USA won. I saw that and I'm just like please tell me I can find this on Amazon and yep. boom, I saw it and I'm just like, 
yep swipe le- swipe left it's bought <laughs> but uh but no i i de- you know the u.s women's uh has always been one of the most dominant programs in in uh american sports history because of the way that they've been able to uh go to world cups and win them i mean really you know uh i want to say what was it uh 2000 between 2015 and 2019 you know that's when the real dominance of the of U.S. women's soccer was there because again you had you had women like Alex Morgan, you had women like Megan Rapinoe who were just absolute studs and stars with this team. But now they're they're like, look. Here's the thing, uh, women. Please don't hate me for saying this, but y'all are getting older. Y'all are getting older, and you. <laughs> it's definitely time for you guys for you gals to step down. And now the younger women they're they need to get developed they need they have to get developed they have to develop that same type of winning mentality that these that the older generation of women's soccer has developed so it's going to be very interesting to see what happens at the end of this 2023 world cup whether you know alex morgan and uh, megan rapino if they do play in that world cup um go out with one more world cup under their belt and i think that would give them uh four or what is it four or three world cups under their belt that would give i think rapino and morgan would both get three okay okay and that would be well, three I, mean, row, I think it's right? their. i think it's their yeah it's, i think it's their uh fourth appearance i think they were both in the the one where they uh they finished second or third um yeah. but that'll yeah it would be their third win um so, third win uh, in a row so uh, before we get out of here, first of all, guys, thanks so much for joining me once again. Uh, always enjoy talking soccer with you guys for the last two weeks. Uh, first of all, Mark, you're awesome when it comes to just like going on and on about soccer and getting fully into uh, every little detail. You're awesome. Connor, you're just you're just as awesome, man. You get into every little detail. You need to get a camera, though, so that way we, you can you can get into this conversation. Right <laughs> I'll work on it. The, the money's got to show up first, but yeah, I'll work on it. <laughs> so the last question uh, tonight uh, for you guys is uh, I think it was uh, Fox uh, Soccer tweeted about the, the women, about how they've never finished below third place. And they asked, what was your all time favorite team? And I'm not gonna lie, uh, this it, there's no contest. It's no contest with me. Um, it's neither any team that Megan Rapinoe or Alex Morgan played for. It's the 1999 team. Um, those women were awesome, and the fact that that's really when I first started watch when I first saw soccer, and really it started getting me intrigued in soccer. It had nothing to do with. Uh, uh, what's her face pulling off her shirt and celebrating? Uh, <laughs> but I mean, it was it showed it, it really showed a lot of pride because, uh, you know, I don't think people were taking soccer seriously in the 90s at that point in the United States. But, you know, when th- when this was a World Cup final against I think it was Japan and the fact that we took them to penalties, won it all. It get, you know, as a nine year old, it gave me su- such a huge sense of uh, American pride that you know we were able to win it all so i i'm saying the 1999 team is my all-time favorite mark your all-time favorite brother i you're you're talking about the brandy chastain game and that's one of my earliest memories of watching soccer i'd, I'd played some already by then i'm i'm older than you by a little bit <laughs> um we won't we won't guess as to how much um but uh just yeah th- that 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 team you know me and ham 
in my mind, is the greatest U.S. soccer player ever. She's close behind is Carly Lloyd, but still got to be Mia Hamm at the top of that list. And uh, that team is what got me watching international soccer for sure. And uh, back then, the men's national team was crap. They weren't worth watching. And you had you had these these ladies that went out and balled out and won and dominated teams and and had uh, you know uh, players like Mia Hamm, like Brandy Chastain, and others uh, that just absolutely played their guts out every time they stepped on the field and um, worked their tail off uh, and and uh, some of the greatest work ethics that have been in U.S. soccer have been uh, the women off of that squad. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. That's that uh, that team uh, winning that World Cup is is one of my big memories of, of uh, really the first time that I began to pay attention and watch soccer on TV and in stadiums as opposed to just play it myself as a game I enjoyed to play. Yeah, uh, Connor, your all-time favorite uh, U.S. Women's National Team man. I gotta, I want not to be a contrarian here, but <laughs> the 2015 roster. Let me just list some of the names of, of of great athletes here. Goalkeeper, and she's had some troubles recently, but Hope Solo. All right, Christy Rampone, Kelly O'Hara, Carly Lloyd, Alex Morgan, Megan Rapino. I mean, even even Tobin Heath to a degree, all of them, all of them excellent players. And that team was so electrifying. And to go out and to dominate the way they did all the way through that World Cup was just something special. And that that really that was the first time I had watched the women's national team was that World Cup. So for me, that team just, you know, they, they click when I when I think of women's national team, it's usually the 2015 Women's World Cup. And that roster is so phenomenal. I guess I guess my question is: Were you actually born in '99? Uh, I was born in '98. <laughs> <laughs> born in '98, so no. Damn, you were I just I was close, wasn't I? <laughs> I, I? You were close. I had I actually had to go to my attic and get the Brandy Chastain tapes, and then the oh, you had, to, you had to go to the you had to go to the attic and get the VHS and yeah. uh, pull out the VHS wow. player, huh? Yeah. yeah, we won't we won't talk about how many VHS tapes may still be floating around my house somewhere. Oh so no, I, I leave I, that alone. <laughs> I don't let's, let's put it this way. I've, I've got a son that's one year younger than you. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, so you were, so you had that, so you had that bulky like camera where you had to put it on your shoulder. Like, no, I, no, 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 no. Now you're making me look too old. No, that's, <laughs> okay, uh, here's the thing. that's my I, dad's era. Thanks. No. As a 23 year old, I'm old enough to remember the, the box TVs. Okay. Like I'm old All enough right. to remember having to pack one of those around if I wanted one. Okay. Yeah, definitely. See, um, we, I remember I, when I grew, a cell phone was a briefcase. Yeah. And yeah. I grew up in that time when technology was from big and clunky to slim and i mm -hmm. I, I got I, I got to be there to remember all of that and it was super sweet <laughs> well uh guys that's gonna do it for our sounder segment and our soccer segment but uh you know what i love the fact that all of our responses is basically you know our first memories of uh basically watching you know whether it be men's international soccer or women's international soccer it was our first taste of international soccer that we got to watch so that's the best thing that i could have actually hoped for in that answer so uh Mark, Connor, uh, I will talk to you guys next week, guys. All right. Get your own full plot. Yep. All right. Later, guys. That is going to do it for this episode of Seattle Sports Diaries. Uh, we will be back, of course, next Friday doing the uh, – so, by the way, this is uh, podcast number 94. The countdown after this one is going to be five. We are five shows away from number 100 so to wherever you are watching or listening to this podcast good morning good afternoon good night and we will see you next friday 
everybody.